Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dan Back, who has got a nice uh, lengthy resume as far as uh, the fantasy background. He's the media director for Roto Grinders, also a host on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Just got off the air, in fact, so he's joining us now. Dan, good to talk to you. How are you? How are you, k Rods? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Obviously, all of these uh, these holdouts are... Uh, does that affect uh, the way you look at the fantasy with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, with him holding out and some of these other guys that are just not ready to go to camp because they want new contracts like Melvin Gordon? Are, are, are you concerned with that, or you just say they're going to sign eventually, just grab them when you can? Yeah, I mean, after what happened last season with Le'Veon Bell, I think it'd be crazy not to be a little bit worried because I know a lot of people drafted him in their leagues and said, ah, it's going to get worked out, and uh, – it never got worked out. Now, that's the first time in a while that I can ever remember somebody sitting out an entire season. So that's probably a little bit of an anomaly, but it's also like the only leverage that these running backs have. And, you know, if I'm in their shoes, I get it. Like, you have a short shelf life. You need to make as much money as you possibly can in a short amount of time. And both those guys have, have proven to be, you know, the some of the best in the league. So, um, based on the fact that, you know, you saw the holdout last year with Bell and it, you know, turn into a pretty good contract here with the Jets, uh, I would be a little bit concerned. And I, I'm probably not avoiding uh, Ezekiel Elliott all that much. I think that deal is going to get done eventually. But Melvin Gordon, I definitely have some worries about. You've got a Chargers team that is notorious for really not wanting to cave just a, a couple of years ago with their first-round pick. Um from Ohio State, you showed up really late into the season for you know just a simple little clause in a contract. So more on Melvin Gordon, but definitely with a first round pick, if they don't play during the season, you're going to have a tough time winning your league. Because it feels like some of these, and I mean, you obviously can't project injuries or things like that, but it looked like the numbers with the Chargers that a lot of these running backs, it felt like whoever was back there behind Phillip Rivers was getting good numbers. So if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, whoever backs him up is probably going to put up decent numbers. Well, the, the the running joke in in you know fantasy Twitter or analytics Twitter is running backs don't matter. Uh, you can plug in a running back into a situation and. Uh, the next guy up is not always necessarily going to be as good, but going to be good enough. And I think some of the teams are wising up to that because they they realize, like, okay, like you mentioned, you looked at Austin Eckler and, and Justin Jackson last year, and those guys ran really well, and they're at a fraction of the amount of money that they're paying Melvin Gordon. So they say to themselves, do we really need to pay this guy? Especially when we know the skills diminish at this position really, really quickly. So I think there's a, a really big dynamic that, that's changing because you're getting a lot of the analytics-driven people into a lot of these front offices, similar like we saw with baseball. You know, They're trying to figure out what's you know, the best way to win, and I think there's a real argument on saying whether or not paying a running back Todd Gurley-type numbers is the best way to win in this league. And I think we're going to see this 
you know, continue over the the coming years. And I'll be curious to see if there's not something brought up, you know, with at their next set of negotiations because the running back position is very different than other positions in in the NFL. And uh, I think it should probably be treated from a contract side of things uh, a lot differently because these guys come into the league and they're going to be out of it in just a handful of years. So uh, they should be able to make more money early on when they're effective because unlike an offensive lineman, even unlike a lot of receivers like Larry Fitzgerald, you're not going to have guys playing into their late 30s as running backs. Just not going to happen. Dan Back, media director, Roto Grinders, also host on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, joining us here on 560 WQAM. The situation with Le'Veon Bell now going to New York sits out last year, the contract issues with the Steelers, and now he's a member with the Jets, and he's got a young quarterback in Sam Darnold. How do you figure that Le'Veon Bell, you know, will he be affected by, you know, shifting teams, going from the Steelers to the Jets, or do you think he'll still put up his usual numbers? Oh, he's going to be affected. I mean, he went from Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster to Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, and Jamison Crowder. I mean, it's a completely different offense, and I don't think Adam Gase is a guy who, I mean, you guys know him really well. I'm not particularly sold on him being a great head coach to begin with, and he's also a guy who seemingly didn't even want Le'Veon Bell uh, and Interestingly enough, the GM gets fired out there, and he's stuck with him. So I'm not really high on him this season. He's a guy that I've passed up on on a lot of these uh, kind of season-long best ball drafts, which have become really, really popular. And and my season-long drafts, I'm certainly going to avoid Le'Veon Bell this season. I just don't think it's going to be likely to have him replicate what he did with the Steelers. He's going to have to prove me wrong otherwise. Now, what about Antonio Brown going from the Steelers to the Raiders, playing with Derek Carr and John Gruden? And, uh, you know, obviously Derek Carr's numbers have dipped a little bit since he had his uh, breakout season a few years ago. That Now the same question with Antonio Brown. Can he put up his numbers? It's going to drop a little bit, but do you think he's going to be ineffective or still try to do the best he can with, uh, with Derek Carr? Well, when you look at where he's being drafted, I'm okay with it. You know, if he last year he was a top you know, 10 pick. And if that's where he was being picked in fantasy drafts, I probably wouldn't go there, but you can get him kind of at the end of the second round sometimes. And, uh, and that's a spot where I'll definitely take a guy who I don't think the skills have dropped off. Everything I've seen in terms of his workout regimen in the off season, looks like he's putting in the work. And uh, the fact of the matter is this Oakland team isn't going to be good. They're going to be playing from behind a lot, and that's going to mean they're going to be throwing the ball an absolute ton. So uh, I'm very bullish on Antonio Brown. I, I think he's going to have, I don't say as good of a season, but pretty comparable. And I think he's going to far exceed a lot of the projections people are putting on him uh, just because of the game flow. And, you know, I mean, John Gruden, he likes to pepper – his top receiver with targets. And you know, I just don't think that Antonio Brown has lost his skill set. He's been unguardable in the league for you know the last five, six seasons. That's, I don't think, going to go away overnight. So uh, I'm buying Antonio Brown. The other big name, Odell Beckham Jr., going to the Browns from the Giants and uh, obviously a lot of high expectations with Cleveland this season and uh, Odell with a a better quarterback now. I mean, no disrespect to Eli Manning, but now you have a young quarterback in Baker Mayfield that had a breakout year last year in his rookie season. What are you projecting for Odell this year? Well, first off, I think it's okay to disrespect Eli Manning a little bit because he's been freaking terrible (laughs) 
for the last couple of seasons. He should not be a quarterback in the NFL any longer. And I think this is just such an upgrade for Odell Beckham to be going from Manning to Baker Mayfield, who is just brimming with confidence, has a ton of offensive weapons. I mean, it's it's one thing just to have one receiver to throw to, but he's got you know Jarvis Landry sitting there who's caught 100 balls in this league. You've got David Njoku, another Miami guy who has uh, really improved last season. And Nick Chubb, I think, is a, a top-flight running back. And then Kareem Hunt, you know, the second half of the season will be off suspension. So this team is loaded offensively, and I think Beckham's going to put up uh, probably career year this year. I think he's going to put up some of the best numbers we've seen. And I think the Browns, there's a lot of hype around them. But uh, I think they're going to live up to him. I think they've got the quarterback to do it. Uh, and I think that, you know, a guy like Odell Beckham is going to be coming into this season uh, totally focused. I mean, he knows this is arguably one of the better situations he's been in since he's come into the league. And you look at the rest of that division, uh, yes, you know, the Steelers are back, but I question how great they're going to be minus, you know, both Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you look at Cincinnati, A.J. Green, already going to miss time with an ankle injury. You know, Baltimore, I, I think it's only a matter of time before they figure out how to handle Lamar Jackson. So I like the Browns. I'm buying the hype. I know they're chalky to, you know, potentially win the division or, or be a trendy team to make it to the Super Bowl. But uh, I know those are big words, but uh, I like this team a heck of a lot, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Dan Back of Roto Grinders, host on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, joining us here on 560 WQAM. When you look at the quarterback position, we all saw what Patrick Mahomes did last year, won the MVP, put up terrific numbers. Who's the second-best fantasy quarterback in your mind? Well, the the consensus seems to be either Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson, uh, at least in the fantasy world. Um, and a big reason for that, too, is both those guys have some running ability, and that gives you such a huge floor in fantasy because, you know, if they don't end up throwing three touchdowns, if they run for 50 yards, that's as good as a touchdown in a lot of leagues. So uh, I can actually get behind that, and I'm fine with either of those two guys. Probably give a slight edge to Watson. I think he's going to have um, a much better receiving core than he had before. Will Fuller looks like he is back off of injury and healthy. Kiki Kuti is, uh, was super effective when he played last season, and uh, he's coming off injury, and he's looking good. Uh, I'm not a Lamar Miller guy myself, but, um, but then again, you know they're playing in a division in the AFC South, which I think is going to be pretty competitive and, and going to be more offensive than people make it out to be. I think Jacksonville is going to be a little bit better on offense, and and, you know, obviously you've got the Indianapolis Colts who, who stepped it up. So I'd say either of those two guys. But, you know, the guy from fantasy at quarterback who I am just super intrigued about is going to be Kyler Murray with Arizona. I mean, I, you can't put into context uh, the speed that this team is going to be playing at and the impact that that's going to have on his fantasy performance. And then you factor in the fact, the fact that he can run for potentially seven, 800 yards in a given season. Sounds like a lot, but... What he did at Oklahoma against top-flight competition, uh, now maybe the Big 12 wasn't great, but he's a guy who, you know, when he did go against the better teams, still put up good numbers. Uh, I think he is super intriguing. He's a guy who I'm drafting probably ahead of the field just because, again, you've got that rushing upside. You've got that pace of play. And, you know, I think it's exciting to see what's going to happen. And when you get that many more plays, that's really what you want in fantasy, and nobody's going to run more plays, assuming he doesn't get hurt, than Kyler Murray. So he's a guy who I'm super high on this season. 
a guy that's actually in his backfield, David Johnson, who busted out two years ago and then got hurt. That you know, you look at a guy like that, Dalvin Cook in Minnesota, who tore his ACL early in the season. Which guys do you think have some value that maybe were forgotten from getting either hurt last year or had down years in 2018? Yeah, I think one guy who I like a little bit is Leonard Fournette for Jacksonville. I mean, I think this is a spot for him where it's it's put up or shut up. You know, we talked about players wanting to hold out for contracts. Well, here's a guy who can't afford to have a bad season because if he does. Nobody's going to give this guy a, a big contract. And I, I look at the backfield for Jacksonville. He has literally no competition for carries. He's a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield and gets a monstrous upgrade at the quarterback position going from uh, Blake Bortles to Nick Foles. So that's only going to make life easier for him running the football. And uh, and I think that a lot of people are you know kind of just writing him off and saying, you know what, he's done. He gets hurt too often, but the guy, I, I feel pretty confident he's going to hit double-digit touchdowns, and, and yeah, he's probably not going to lead the league in rushing, but especially where you can draft him in, in, in fantasy drafts, uh, I kind of like Leonard Fournette. He's, he's a guy that, uh, that I'm willing to uh, invest in. Now, who was the consensus number one pick overall in, uh, in the season-long drafts? Yeah, I mean, it boils down to Barkley or Christian McCaffrey, and I don't think you can really go – wrong with either one of those guys i think there's a small argument people are making that the giants are just going to be so bad that it's it's foolish to you know invest in in barkley but they were really bad last year <laughs> he was really really good well i think the top fantasy performer uh non-quarterback that we had and i just don't really see that falling off and then mccaffrey i mean this guy is basically like getting a wide receiver and a running back together and I have a little bit of a question mark in with Cam Newton because I think last year he had that arm trouble. He couldn't really throw the ball downfield. He checked it down a ton to McCaffrey simply because I, I don't think he had any confidence that he could even make the throws. Uh, he looks really good in training camp with Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore on the outside. So I don't know if he's going to see quite as many checkdowns as he had last year. So those are the two kind of somewhat question marks with those two guys, but uh, I don't think there's a true consensus between the two, but in more of the you know, early season drafts that I've seen, it's probably Saquon Barkley, but both those guys are 1-1A. One one Great information as always. Heading into the NFL season, Dan Back, Roto-Grinders, media director, also host on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. Dan, appreciate the time and best of luck this season. No problem. Thanks. All right, you got it. Dan Back joining us right there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.